Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pointless Void Podcast. Podcast where two friends and screeners get together, turn a dumb idea into a movie idea. Why did I start the podcast with the uh, Korean sensation Girls' Generation? Because this is my podcast and I can do whatever I want. I did not even realize we were starting. I just, <laughs> all of a sudden, I hear this through my headphones and Jack going, Welcome to the Pointless Yeah, I didn't tell you I was going to do that, but. I love it. I love it. Also, hot. Um, we were going to write, uh, we talked about in our last episode, the character Charlie Mills. And so I was like, oh, she probably has a lion heart. I'll play Lionheart just because I want to. It's perfect. But we're not actually going to do that today. We're going to do that. We are going to do that, but um, we need more research. We're not on fully it. prepared yet. We've yeah. been doing a little bit of research, but we want to get do more before we jump in. Exactly. This is, I. let's talk about this song a bit because it's, it's yes. hilarious to me that you're now a fan. I am. So I can't remember. It was some day that we were sitting in our room and we were watching like all these K-pop videos and I'm you a big popped kid. this one on and I was like, oh, I like it. And so I added it to my playlist and I forgot about it completely. Well, actually, so so we did watch one time because um, I am a very big fan. I've been a fan since 2014 of uh, Korean girl groups and I like boy groups too, but specifically girl groups. And so we were listening to, we, we did like a game on YouTube where it would just play like a random song. Yes. And then I would have to guess the song within three seconds. And yep. I did pretty good. You did pretty good. I was impressed. Um, because I, I just know most of the songs. But then later, um, we were going to Garrett and Kelsey's wedding, actually. We were waiting in the car so you could go buy your black tie and black yeah. shoes. And I just like had this thought that uh, I want to do this dance at Garrett's wedding. And so I pull up Lionheart and then you add oh, it to your that's playlist. When I, oh, that's when I yeah, added yeah, it yeah. to my playlist. You're right. That's what that now continue. Of with. And yeah. And so I was at work. I just had my playlist going through my, you know, through my headphones. And then this song popped up and I was like, this is good. And then I replayed it and I'm like, I really like it. So I like listen to it over and over again. This one day, literally just on repeat. And then I was with Jack and we were in the car and I'm like, this song's amazing. And he's like, yes, <laughs> yes. finally someone admits it. Everyone should admit it. It's Everyone the greatest. Should. It's a great song. It's a great song. Um, SNSD rules the world, which by the way, that's another title for girls generation. SNSD. Huh? SNSD. Cause their Korean name is uh, Soyo something die or something. So they abbreviate to SNSD. Ah, very cool. So a lot of people you'll hear call it that. I mean, not that you know anybody that's a fan of it, Yeah. <laughs> but I hear people talk about it. Cause you're a fan of it and you find the fans. Yeah. Online and stuff. Uh, there's a couple other songs I'd like to show you. I feel like you'd be really into the group G friend. G friend. They have a similar style. Okay. Um, and their music is really, really interesting. That's cool. Yes. I'm down. I kind of want to see it. Do you want me to play it for you now? Yeah, play a little bit. Okay, I'll play. Speaking of interesting styles, this is totally random, but it does do with interesting styles. Now, interesting style from movies. I just watched a Quentin Tarantino film last night. No, I'm sorry, two you nights did. ago. Um, one of the most bizarre movies I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen a Quentin Tarantino movie? Maybe. What is he? Django Unchained, Inglorious Bastards. Okay. So I watched Glorious Bastards. Amazing film. It has like a 4.4 on. All, all Quentin Tarantino films have like a 4.3 or higher on Letterboxd. Um, it was a great film, but it was very different than your average film, especially in Glorious Bastards. 
Um, cause I had like three separate plots going on and they all did interact at the <clears> end. <throat> yeah. And he's also just not afraid to kill off characters. Mm-hmm. That's something about Quentin Tarantino. He will kill you he's, off uh, right then and there. His movies are typically a little bloody, but it's not like bad, you know, nothing or, I can't handle. Exactly. <laughs> nothing. Django Unchained is very similar to Red Dead Redemption. Like the gameplay. Mm. <laughs> I was like, this is like Red Dead. I wonder if that's where Red Dead got a lot of its inspo from how how different is video game writing than screenwriting is it very similar i have no idea i've never um talked to a video game writer neither have i that's kind of interesting though i've thought of it like you also with your writing you have to be more basic because you have to give them clues like the character saying so the character has to explain themselves as they're doing something you know what i mean yeah definitely like huh i wonder where the cabin is yeah, Let's try you, this way. And you have to I leave space for them to do their thing too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it'd be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know a guy, well, I don't know him personally, but uh, Anthony Birch, he's the DM on the podcast Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> yeah. And he's a, he, he was a big writer for uh, God of War. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, he's done a few other games too, but that's his most recent one. And yeah, I uh, would just be interested to, Talk to him for multiple reasons because I, I like his podcast, but to yeah. talk to him about video game writing because I don't know anything about that. Neither do I. I only have, a, have studied screenwriting, and then I guess I technically know how to write a novel. That's not hard. Yeah. There's not like... I mean, there is structure, but it's different because it's not like a strict structure that you have to do so other people can understand it. Uh-huh. You have more leeway in novels. Yeah. That's true. Screenwriting is a very set stru- structure. Very. Uh huh. You ready to hear a uh, G friend? Yeah, let's get it. Okay, so this song is called Me Gustas Too, which is Spanish. In Spanish. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, which is I Like You. Yeah, so let's listen to this. Oh, we got an ad. Boo. <laughs> I we, don't don't, get, we don't sponsor I them. Don't, I don't get ads. We don't sponsor these people. Why should they be heard on our podcast? They shouldn't. Okay, here we go. So we got okay. piano. I'll be watching the music video. So turn it on now if you guys wish. So pay attention to the music because then they have this like, they have electric guitar, violin. And then just the super cute singing. And they also start with the chorus. So you should listen to the whole song, but we can't. I what like that. Of, that's that, actually really good. Like what song puts a violin and an electric guitar and yeah. a piano all at the beginning? And then this like random synth sound. No, I'm down. I'm down for that. That one's a good one. Yeah. I fun, like it. Fun stuff. Yeah. We love the dancing good too. Good instruments. Good dancing. Yeah. K-pop always has some great dancing in their music videos. Yeah. They disbanded last year. Really? Sad. Girl, girlfriend, G friend, G friend. So uh, yes, yeah, or, but, but uh, yeah, G friend, <laughs> G friend, G friend. It was sad. They so they actually uh, so they disbanded, and it was like out of nowhere. No one expected it because they were only six years in. And normally, a group either goes for seven years, and then they get re. If they're like really really popular, they get a new contract. Mm-hmm. Um, like Girls Generation got that twice. Got that. Blackpink got that. But most groups just end at seven. 
yeah. they disbanded for no reason at six years, and everyone was like blown away by it and sad. That's weird. But now three of its members started this new group called Viviz. Viviz? I don't really know their music that well. Interesting. But they're fun. Yeah. So do we want to move on to our screenwriting? We're actually, this episode, we're <laughs> actually going to try really hard to like stay on topic because the last few episodes have really just been, they're, they're fun the and I like them, but they're not, they weren't the point of this podcast, which I guess we don't have one that, in our title. Yeah. We're going back to the, uh, we're going back to screenwriting. So we're going to do, OG. we're going to bring back our uh, geriatric love story. We've done two episodes already. Yep. Um, I've gotten five pages into the script. Um, and you haven't read it. I haven't. So I want you to um, read it out loud. Tell me what okay. you think about it. Perfect. All right. Geriatric love. Fade in. Interior nursing home cafeteria day. Let's explain a little bit of just how screenwriting is because I feel like a lot of people don't know. Oh, that's true. Any any scene in screenwriting you have to do, um, before you start it, you have to say where it is, if it's exterior or interior, meaning obviously inside or outside, the room it's in and the time of day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what he was reading. Yep. And so you'll hear that. <clears throat> okay. A shot over an old man's shoulder as he sits by himself at a round table in a cafeteria. The cafeteria has seven round tables spread evenly through the room. The man sits at a table on the perimeter of the room looking inward. At a middle table, three old people, two men, and a woman being served food by a 17-year-old girl. The three old people and the server blurs a woman sitting at a table on the opposite perimeter comes into focus from behind camera. Nurse, are you looking at Betty Carl again? Intercut. Did Carl. I spell that wrong? Are you looking at Betty Carl again? Are you looking at... Oh. <laughs> okay. Are you looking at Betty again, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I type that wrong? Intercut. Uh, Carl front. Carl, who's Betty? Then we cut to the interior of the front desk nursing home day. This is the manager speaking. I know this is difficult to hear, Mrs. Sullivan. But your parents being around each other is affecting their health. He realizes he is taking too loud and starts to speak only talking. So, oh yeah, talking too loud. <laughs> and starts to speak so only Mrs. Sullivan can hear him. Your father is approaching your mother close to every day this month. It's becoming a problem for your mother. She has become increasingly nervous around people other than her nurse, Mrs. Sullivan. Are you separating them as best? Are you sure separating them is best? How is my father reacting to this? Manager when your father sees your mother, he won't do anything but stare at her until she leaves. He won't do anything else all day. He won't eat or drink. We can't even get him to play his guitar. He continues to speak so no one can hear, but he is more urgent but still kind. I know how you feel about this, but it is best for the parents to be separate. He resumes talking at a, nor- talking at a normal level. Our company owns many buildings in this area. We provide the same care for the same price. Mrs. Sullivan, with conviction. I understand your concern, but they cannot live separate. My parents love each other, even if they don't remember anymore. They are the happiest and healthiest they, when they are together. Cut to interior, Carl's living room, night. Carl sits on his armchair looking at a large book. In the book are, the, are pictures of two young adults in many different places. They look happy in all the pictures. One picture is focused on the two... Uh, wait a second. I, think I might have done a typo. Yeah, 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 no problem. One picture is focused on the two are sitting together on the ground in a park under a tree. A guitar is leaning against the tree. They sit perpendicular to each other. The man is leaning, leaving back on her hands with his legs outstretched. The woman head, the woman's head is resting in the land's lap. She is smiling up at him and he is smiling down at her. They were clearly laughing about something together. Cut to the interior, Betty's bedroom night. Betty nurses, 
at leaping her into bed, helping her into bed. Nurse, it's time to get some rest, Betty. Let me help you lie down. Betty, I feel lonely. Nurse, do you want me to stay longer? Do you want me to stay with you a little longer? Betty, no, I miss someone else. Later, the lights are off and Betty is alone talking to herself. Betty, how is the band today? Pause, giggles. <laughs> you are so funny. Pause. Have you talked to Ralph lately? Pause. You will not believe what Casey did today. Pause. Good night. I love you. Cut to interior Carl's bedroom night. Also talking to himself. Carl, I love you more. Cut to. Who's calling you? Grace. <laughs> Dude, Grace always is calling. Well, uh, I'll call her in a sec. I'll call her back. So what do you think? I like it. I think it's good. Love you more. <clears throat> so I, I wanted that scene to kind of be like, even though they don't remember each other, they, they do. Like they're having, right, right. even though they're separate, they're still like having the same conversations with each other. For sure. For sure. Um, also, I added the guitar. Um, that was a recent addition. My uh, grandfather actually just passed away um, three weeks ago. Um, and he he's really into music. That's that's his entire life. He's played music since he was a young um, boy, and he he's actually kind of like a music prodigy. Like he played by ear. He's never learned how to read music. He'll hear a song and he can play it on the fiddle, <clears throat> or the wow. mandolin, or the guitar. And when my grandpa, the week before he passed away, he started to. Um, up until this point, he was fully cognitive, but a week before he passed away, he was starting to lose some some of his uh, mind. Like he wasn't really his full self anymore. Mm-hmm. And but the one thing we he wouldn't eat, he wouldn't do anything. But one thing we could get him to do was to play his fiddle. Um, and then two days before he died, uh, he he wouldn't even do that. And so that's kind of why I added that where, where he said like he won't even play his guitar because I wanted so to sad. set up that this character like, I mean, we, we don't know this yet in the story, but just like kind of foreshadowing that this man, like music is really what he cares about. And he's so far distant from who he used to be that he won't even play his guitar, mm-hmm. but he still somewhat inside him remembers his wife. Also, I'm not totally set on the names I gave them. Yeah, no, I get you. I, get I you. just gave the name Carl for a placeholder. I gave the name Betty for a placeholder. Miss yeah. Sullivan. I don't even know why I picked Sullivan as their last name. Well, we can keep it, but um, and then what was there was one? Oh, Casey was the name of their daughter. Or I actually, you don't know in the story yet that that's what it is. But she's like, you won't believe what Casey did last night or today, meaning she was like with the children, mm-hmm. and she. So she's telling her husband, like, oh, you won't believe what Casey did. So Casey is like the daughter, Miss Sullivan. Miss Sullivan, Casey's her name. And I think I named her Casey because I, right before I wrote this, I was reading the Scream script oh. and Casey Becker. <laughs> but I like Casey. I think I actually like Casey's lo- a good name. Casey's a good name. Yeah. One of my, you know, Stacy, my ET. Yeah. <laughs> her real name's Casey. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, no, Casey's a great name. I think it's a great name. That's why I still call I still call uh, Stacy, my friend Casey, a lot of the times. I don't Casey's like Casey name. Sullivan, though. Sullivan, I don't even know. Casey I think Sullivan. I named it after your uh, car. My car, Sully. Yeah. I'm honored. Just for a placeholder. We're, ki- we're keeping it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, what no, is a good I, name? Ooh. Names are, names are, I feel like, the last thing to change. You see, that's what I do. Like, 
I've never felt dead hard on a name before. Like in everything that I've like had ideas for and started writing out, like the name, if someone's like, if a producer came to me and was like, listen, we can't have Emma. We need, we need Angela. I'd be like, okay. Most of the time I'd be like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, what? Oh shoot. I literally just completely lost my thought. What are we talking about? Names. Names. Dang. Whatever. We can move on. So what do you, I'll probably think of it later. What, what do you think the next scene will be? Cause we haven't, we haven't established them as young people yet in the script. Right. Should we, I mean, except in the photos, I think we should wait just a sec. Cause this is a short film, right? I don't know because, or are we going to just write a full cause I, feature length film? You know, I, I mean? realize that a full like feature film is only 170 pages about, uh, on average. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty doable. I think it is because we're not that far into the film and we're already five pages in and especially almost if there's a lot of happened. dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Dialogue especially makes me go like much more, you know, <laughs> I feel like, and, uh, you don't want too much dialogue though. Um, oh, yeah, no, for sure. I was hanging out with, uh, Callie and Caitlin last night and they wanted to watch the new, apparently there's a Peter Pan live action that just came out. Did you even know that was coming out? I did. See, it I came out. I had no idea. So we watched it last night. It could have been good, but I don't know who the writer was, but they really did not do a good job. They broke like the first rule of screenwriting. They, they did way too much tell not enough show. That is like all they did. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, in this story, spoilers, I guess (laughs) it's Peter Pan guys. Yeah. (laughs) Peter Pan and hook were like friends. They both lived in Neverland together. They both like, we're hanging out with Tinkerbell and all this stuff. And Hook wanted, to, he missed his mom. And so he tells this to Peter. And so Peter like banished him because uh, he didn't want to think about his mom and stuff. Really? And so this like upset Hook, he ended up getting um, taken in by Smee oh, and Smee. raised by Smee. And he, he became the captain and all this stuff. And they never showed this. They never like showed hook as a kid. Literally. They just had Peter tell Wendy this and then later or tell Wendy that they used to be friends. So, and then later hook told Wendy about how he missed his mom and Peter banished him. We never saw young hook ever. They didn't cast anybody. They just told us what so happened. when they were telling what was showing on the screen, just their faces. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's the perfect time that you can start to say something, have his voice fade out, and then you show it. Like you show what it's happens. It's all about you know show what not I mean? tell. It's all about show not tell. Yes. That's there now there's a place for dialogue, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know a good screenwriter because he makes dialogue great. One of these is Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin has great dialogue in his films. He did the social network, um, a few good men, stuff like that. Um yeah. his is really good. Tarantino. Is the opposite though. His dialogue is really good. I love his dialogue, but what makes him stand out is what he shows. Like, yeah, he's so good at what's on the screen. It's so important what you see. Like you can't do something else while watching the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be looking at the screen when you see like a Tarantino movie. Yeah. Well, well, another example of a fantastic screenwriter. Um, and you guys know this movie RRR, the script, the writer of this, the same guy who did the director, that film was so much showing and hardly any telling. 
the only time they spoke was when they just like actually needed to, or they wanted to have a conversation between two characters. But like when we're being introduced to our protagonists, there's zero talking. It's all visuals. And if you read that script, I pulled it up the other day, like almost, almost all of it is descriptions rather than dialogue. Really? Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Indian scripts are very hard to read though, because they don't have structure. They don't have a, like they don't have the Hollywood rules. Yeah. No, that's true. But something about it is, um, the, well, I actually don't know where I was going to go with that. I take that back, but I do agree with what you said. We'll just, <laughs> dude, I hate when I, this, this has happened twice already during this. Where do we have like, ADHD? Because I don't, think I have ADHD. I don't think I do either. But all the time, I'll just be like in the process of saying a sentence. And as I say, like the last word, it just like disappears. It's like 100% gone. I'm like, I have no idea what I was about to say. That's actually pretty funny. I, <laughs> it happens. No, sorry. I was uh, looking at this thing. And because I was trying to move over the thing into my uh, screenwriting software because I bought it. Like yeah. I have the software. And it's not like, what's beautiful about this is that it's not like a Adobe where you need to pay monthly no matter what. This is if you just pay 80 bucks and then all the updates you get. You know what I mean? Yeah, you buy it once. Um, what is it? Fade in? Fade in. It's only $80 and you get. I'll have to buy that. It's what Ryan Johnson uses who uh, was nominated for two best screenplays for the knives out. He wrote the knives out on this rogue one was written on this. Mm. There's like two big ones. Apple has one. And then I think this one has like fade in, but honestly, I don't feel like the software that you use for like writing your script matters as much. You know what I mean? No, 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 like, no, 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 no. You can literally, you use, just needed to put, you literally, could you can use, use a Google. typewriter. You know what I mean? Yeah. The typewriter. As long as you know the format, you're fine. Like, but it is so nice using it. It is a it is a pain because you have to like uh -huh. keep the margins the same, and the dialogue is in a smaller column than the yeah. descriptions, and you have to capitalize certain things. And you don't have to do any of that on Faden. Faden just knows it, which is nice. But anyway, that's why I, my brain went fuzzy because I was like, wait, I bought it, and how do? You oh, you were you trying to take my script and put it in Faden? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just so you know, just yeah, yeah, have yeah. It in there as well. But so, what ha what do you think happens next? So we just I, got to the point where he said, "I love you too," right? I, I love you more specifically. I love you more. What said, yeah. That's what he said. And if we're at, I actually was having this pulled up because I was writing something else earlier. I just have the beat sheets. Whenever I'm writing, I just always have like a beat sheet of all the things that, like you know, you kind of hit. Yeah. On the thing, so we're at like. The point where we're showing we we've set up the theme right the theme stated already and it's clear that these two are married to each other uh -huh. it's clear that the people that were being talked about are carl and betty it's very clear agreed the theme stated they can't remember it's about them remembering and the setup so you have to find a way for them to start remembering their past you know what i mean because we were going to bring yeah. it where they get into certain like because they kept going to things that would remind them of their past, right? Yeah. I, I'm i imagining a scene. So you like the movie uh, Elvis. Love it. And yeah. you love watching the scene where he's in his pink suit and he plays his guitar for the first time and the girls can't help but just like <gasps> react. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay, so we've established, or at least in my mind, I've established that uh, Carl is a musician, mm-hmm. and we've we've hinted at that with his with his guitar leaning up against the tree in the photo, and that he won't play his guitar. Yeah, um, I am at, I I bet. I, I see a scene where they're like at a county fair or something uh-huh. like, I don't know if this takes, this takes place in like middle America. Right. Yeah. yeah. Western America. Um, and so I imagine like she goes to this county fair with, um, actually, no, this is so much exactly like the, uh, notebook. How so? Well, they just oh. started at a county fair. It's not the same. The county fair. Okay. I may we'll explain I, it. The county fair is where it's happening. Yes. I just but. felt bad because I felt like I was copying it but I didn't even think about it till right now. But I just see like so, him him up there playing, uh-huh. um, and she's into him, and I feel like I feel like Betty pursues Carl first. I think so. I think the guitar. Now, do you still like like you were saying you're feeling bad at copying the Notebook? Do you want it in a county fair? It doesn't have to be. But what else? Because I'm fine with whatever. I, I just thought I'm like, just thinking as a novice musician that would be a place he could have mm-hmm. a set. But right. Now he's in that sort of thing. They could have like maybe the retirement home was like throwing a party, right? Now this has happened. So I we what we've both worked at retirement homes actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the scene is then the mm. Yeah, no, no, they do this all the time. They do like they have full employees that are designed to like make up activities for them exactly the activity coordinators that's like yeah. their full-time job fun job by the way it is yeah that they're always grouchy to though i don't know about you the ones that we've had i've we've always gone to fights with really the yeah. ones it, it not- is funny that we have uh, <laughs> such similar uh, early adult lives but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I also worked at one and ours were totally nice really? well my aunt was actually the first one oh, she, she's cool. the one who got me the job in the first place yeah yeah but then she moved on to do another thing and then she was replaced gotcha, and then gotcha. the new lady was also really great mm-hmm. um, um but they could do it where they were like having this activity and then what if they got him to perform like and he's like yeah i'll perform here you know what i mean there's like and yeah, coming yeah, for yeah, one yeah, night yeah, yeah, yeah. back you know is and Carl then, sullivan and like you know he comes up and he comes up and he plays uh-huh. and uh yeah she sees him and betty like she, that's when we like cut back to like a a match cut basically yeah of her watching him. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, here's the funny thing. Technically I've not had any school in like, especially directing and editing. What's a match cut. I bet you say it and I'm going to be like, I know what that is. You know what yeah, I mean? So, so it, what it is, is when you cut between two totally separate scenes, but there's similar, um, things in it so that it's seamless. Okay. Okay. So like, uh, for example, if we were looking at the back of Betty's head over her shoulder, looking at Carl, and then we cut to young Betty back, back of her head in. over shoulder, looking mm-hmm. at Carl. I see what you mean. Or yep. it doesn't even have to be that. A match cut could also be like cutting to something totally different, mm-hmm. but it's in the same location on yeah. the screen or same perspective. Or or if you like pan past a wall and then when you pass the wall again, it, it, I, I did a match cut in Kelsey and Garrett's yeah, um, I see wedding video when there was the singer when it went, it. yeah, when it went past the brick wall and then it was to a different location. Yep. So that's a match cut. Exactly. Okay. So I just looked at the definition in the pictures and it's exactly what you're saying. Um, an edit and cinematography that uses elements of one scene in the transition to the next scene. The purpose is to create a visual match for different scenes that are not inherently linked, 
like scene set in a different location by having a second shot that in some way mirrors the first. So yeah, exactly what you were saying. Like one example here is like someone threw a dog bone in the air and then like on the same part of the screen, it turns into a satellite. Now what movie they're making that <laughs> that turns into, I don't know, but it's exactly what you're saying. So yeah. Okay. That makes sense. No, I like that idea. Okay. Yeah. Cut. So we, we, we match cut to then now the young selves. Yep. Cause I feel like a, a majority of this movie is their young selves, right? I mean, it is their old self, but as they're slowly falling back in love. Uh-huh. But we do show a lot of their a young, young, selves. young selves. I totally agree. Um, and so, uh, what, let, let's figure out where we want this to be. The County Fair is fine. I just don't want to be the notebook. Agreed. Cause Agreed. we all, we hate the notebook. We, we are not fans. We love the premise of the idea of the notebook. We like the old people of the notebook. But, I, we hate the young people, but Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling, they hate each other. Yeah. And they think they love each other. They maybe grow to love each other off screen after the movie's over, but they should have. That was, <laughs> yeah, it was, I had problems with the movie, but I love the old people in the movie. I think that part was really the good. old people is beautiful. And that's why, I uh-huh. mean, that's kind of where this idea originated is we want the old people moment yeah. without the, mm-hmm. we will have young people, but we won't have the, they hate each other and they <laughs> do not get along. Yeah. So maybe it will be mostly the, the old selves, but okay. Anyway, we match cut to him playing. Mm-hmm. Um, what see. song do, do we want it to be like he's Let's playing think. the same song? Cause it's like his song. Cause my grandpa, he, I think that would be great to have the same song. I think that'd also be, I'm like visualizing this too. You know, the over the shoulder with Betty, you know, that over the shoulder cut and that match cut. Can I see your phone? Yeah, uh, I want to play another song. Of course. So, uh, like I I'll can show see you that song. cut and then the music. Oh, I need you to open it. Yep. I'll just get your face into this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my grandpa plays this song in my entire life. I, it, it is sad that I'll never get to hear my grandpa play again, but I hated every time, every family reunion, they would pull out the music. And as a kid, I just got freaking freaking tired of it because he played the same, like four songs his entire life, or at least for us. Yeah. And so like, and that, that's why, like, I kind of regret being the person that hated it because, again, I can never hear it again because he's passed away. But um, here's a song he sang. It's called Silver Wings. And it's by Merle Haggard. Uh, I'll play the Merle Haggard version, but I mostly know his version. Oh. <laughs> I, I, did my volume get out? Here's a touching moment. Hello. Hello. It's perfect. Oh, only pay for what you need. Hello. Hello. So this song, the only reason I'm showing you this is just because this, like, it would be a similar song to like, when you hear this song, you're like, oh, this is Carl. Yeah. I like the idea of it being a slow, like, country song. Because they're in the middle, yeah. you know, middle America, Western they're America. They're in middle America, and they're they're older, too, so. Yeah, this is what they would listen they're to. They're not listening to rock, and they're not listening to hip-hop. <laughs> I feel like Betty's into it, though. But I, <laughs> like, this 90-year-old is just, like, the... ripping to Tupac or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we don't have to hear this whole song, but just, like, kind of a song like that. Yes. And so, what's the name of the song? I'm just going to write it down for our notes. Silver Wings? 
That one's called Silver Wings, yeah. Silver Wings. I'll just kind of put Silver Wings. And Wing maybe S. that's even a just kind of an homage to my grandpa. We might use that song. I think that'd be a cool idea. Um, however, I do love the like the scene in Elvis is so iconic where he's like just rocking and the girls are freaking out. Yeah. This song is not that. That's true. That's true. What's the name of the song they did? Baby Let's Play House. Here, you just play it. Yeah, I'll play it. This is one of my favorite songs I mean, we, of all time. We could do that too. That's a great, I mean, Elvis is because we had talked about in previous episodes that we wanted them to and, bond through Elvis. Yeah. Through an Elvis impersonator coming to the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I added the, he plays music because of my grandpa, but, and I think that's still a great idea. Yeah. Are you going to play the Elvis movie version? Or are you going to play the oh, song? So good. So this is this is Austin Butler's version. Yeah. Actually, such a great scene. Like this scene in the movie was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. Are they, does, this is like a. Is this a version from YouTube where the screaming is in it? No, this is actually. You'll hear it though. But it's not as much as it is in the movie. Wait a second. Play, yeah. Oh, I heard it. Play the, play the movie version because I love how like the girls just like can't contain themselves and they're uh... Let's play house Elvis The first one that comes up is actually uh... Okay The movie the editing in this movie is actually so good It's <laughs> it is. Where they had uh, the transition of how he first learned of music and then it goes him fainting to him now on the stage. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm going to fast forward just a little bit. Something like this. Okay. Here we go. Baby. Baby. Uh, I want to play house with you. That's I like that actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a good song. Well, that's Elvis Presley. He's right, like the most right. famous artist of all time, but in that moment in the <laughs> so good. Tom Hanks. I only see this movie one time. It's better the second. I, 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 I do want to see it again movie. because But I just love how like the girls are like realizing, like, oh, he's good. Like, oh, like they can't contain themselves. Even the manager, like yeah. of the studio, stand up like, ah, like. <laughs> and the guys are just mad. Yeah. <laughs> Heard him. Like the images of the girl, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the guys are jealous. And then just Elvis's confusion. I yeah. love it. <laughs> what the hell are The wiggle. <laughs> okay, so yeah, th- this yeah, seat is just um, what I want for uh-huh. for Betty. For Betty, but for all of the, all of the girls, I mean, is Carl really that big of a stud? That yeah, could it be? <laughs> could be. There's this there's this movie that Elvis was in. I can't remember what it was. I watched it in history of rock and roll the class I took one time. Is it Viva Las Vegas? No, no, it's a oh. less famous one. Okay. But he plays this character called Deacon Rivers. And Deacon Rivers is literally just Elvis Presley. Like he uh 
he is discovered by a manager at a <laughs> fair. Like it's literally just Elvis, but they called him Deacon, Deacon Rivers. Rivers. And Deacon Rivers would get up there and he'd play like um, not that energetic songs. Like he'd play um, Teddy Bear. Which I to be your teddy bear. bear. And he'd like then give the guitar back to the person who let him borrow it. And like the strings would be like snapped. Like every time he played the guitar, he'd break the strings. Like he wasn't of playing how- that hard. <laughs> Cause he's supposed to be like rock and rolling. Like, yeah, yeah. But the songs they chose yeah, for him were just not his like energetic ones. Well, have you heard baby? Let's play house. Like the actual version. Yeah, no, you can break a string in that. No, I was going to say it's a very calm song. Really? Yeah. They made a much more like, like in this one. Than they wow. did in the original. It's like you may go to college. Ding, 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 ding. Like it's not like a it's not like Johnny B. Good rock and roll. You know what I mean? Yeah. For that one, the guitar should be broken at the end of it. No. <laughs> yeah. It was more calm, country rock and roll. Or do we want to make Carl like what if? Okay. What if Carl's in like a band? Okay. And he's just like the the bassist, which we love the bassist. Apparently, they're the hottest ones, according to a lot of people. Oh. That's so good. Okay, yeah. And so you see, all, so there's this group of girls, you know, and they're just, they're in love with this band, right? They're in love with the lead singer, the lead guitarist, but Betty, she's looking through them and she sees this guy and that's who she's into. And even though every other girl is screaming for the other two, Betty is screaming for him. I love it. Okay. This is actually a really good idea. Because this is I, early. Because this is early on. This is early on. Carlos musician. I feel like yeah. he's not confident yet. I feel like Betty, as they get to know each other, his she, confidence his confidence grow. grows. So at this moment in time, he's not the star. He's not the center. Uh-huh. But Betty sees something in him. So regardless. Carl, I like this idea though. Later in the year, so Carl is. So it's not just Carl likes music. Is he a world class musician at this time? You know what I mean? As he's old. Yeah, we could. Or well, I'm wondering, um, like, does he like? Is this also like the progress of those two? Like, you'll see his music like get better and better and better as he's with. Yeah, what's her name? Or Betty. It could, or it could be. Um, so for, again, I keep going back to my grandpa because he's the inspiration for this. Um, a lot of people say, and I don't know if I agree because I haven't heard my grandpa's original music, but they say like. He could have probably had a career in music. He maybe he wouldn't be Merle Haggard, but he could be in a band of Merle Haggards. You know, like yeah, he could have had a very successful career in music because he was very passionate about it. He loved it. He did it, but he decided to not do that and have a family instead. I like that. And a lot. so my grandpa was he 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 played music and he would you know, he'd hold dances that he bought a church and his family lived in this church so he could throw like weekly dances. That's awesome. Yeah. I think this is a way better idea than him becoming a superstar. And so, um, he continued to play music his whole life. And yeah. it, it was his passion. It was his love. It was all he wanted to talk about. I've never had a conversation with my grandpa about anything else, uh-huh. but he wasn't a superstar. He gave that up for his family. I think that's a cool concept. I think I like it. Yeah. Um, and so we could even have scenes where it's like he's offered like something incredible, but then it's like, oh, but I don't, but it, that would mean I wouldn't be home with, with Betty and Casey and whatever other children they have. 
Um, and so then he just, you know, he still loves music, but his family is, Betty is more important to him. Because, I, the, I mean, that is what this movie's about. And I'd love to see, you know, all that parts of him growing up. And then I'd love to see images and scenes of him throughout his life doing that thing where you ran out of church and him throwing dances and him, yeah, you know, doing all this different kind of stuff. And I think it would also be kind of cool. Maybe you could show like what would happen, what would have happened. You could kind of like go hand in hand if you want to do this in the past tense, like what hand in hand, what would happen if he decided to take the big deal and left, you know, it could show like maybe his family doesn't work as well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it would show. Yeah. And then another thing about like my grandpa holding these dances, my mom and dad met at these dances. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, They've been married 25 years. That's crazy. So like we could add like little sub love stories like. Uh, uh-huh. I like it. Yeah. Some, I don't know. Just two people meeting at a dance. I think that's a cool idea. We could also have it maybe where that's where um, Casey maybe finds her. Yeah. 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 That's another. I mean. That's what, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Awesome. I like that. Um, So we have some interesting little bits um that so they meet at a band betty goes up and talks to him um is he into her right away do you think or does it is it they always tell these stories old people say like talk about how they tried like seven times asking this girl out and then finally they say yes she said yes which it's kind of like harassment. Like we're told that that's like not a good thing to do. I know. <laughs> like if a girl says no, it's like move on. You know, if she doesn't want to date you, then not a big deal. But it, it kind of sucks in the moment, but just move on. But so many old people have these, these stories of just persisting forever until finally the person just gives in because they're just tired of you asking. And then they're married for 80 years. Like. It's kind of weird how times have changed. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So I'm just trying this all down. Who is Carl? Carl's his name. You could always write it down when you listen back. So record it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. That and also, sorry you don't have a stand. This is the last day we're recording here because we'll be in our new place next time. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I still need to text him, actually. <laughs> I haven't... <laughs> Ugh. But regardless, it'll be in either your room or something. So we'll still be in the new setup, yeah. which I am so excited for. So excited for an actual setup. Yeah. So do we want do we want a moment where Betty keeps asking him out? I like That's the girl asking out the guy like a bunch of times. That's kind of cute because it's like she keeps asking him out and he keeps turning her down. And then eventually he asks her out. Yeah. No, or not. Or not. Or he just I says like yes. It. But what if like the way that he asked her out is she keeps, you know, trying. She's a little, you know, and then we could flop that in the, what in that when they're old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause when they're young, it's Betty pursuing Carl, but oh, then when they're old, old then we, cause we would keep again, match cuts yeah. would be a huge part of this film. Right. And you'd be match old, cutting be, to them older. And then he would be the one, he would be the after. one chasing after her. I think a cool idea would be, uh, what would, what would change his mind though? Why would he keep saying no? The only thing I could think of is maybe they were at something and she he saw her on a date with someone else. 
Yeah. And then he got no, jealous. That, you know what I mean? That happens all thing. the time. You and don't figure like, it to somebody until you're like, oh crap, I'm jealous. Oh, I, I am jealous. I guess I do like them. Yeah. I feel like that does happen. And so then he sees it with someone else and they're laughing and everything. And he tries just being friendly because he's like, oh no, I'm not into her and everything. And then that's when like he'll get up there and he's like, he sucks. Like they're talking and he's like, you know, and he goes, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I feel like, um, friendship has to be a huge part of their relationship before mm-hmm. it's romantic. Yeah. Because as they're old, it's going to be that because they're going to have to slowly get reintroduced to each other. Right. And it's not going to be love. I mean, it is deep inside their souls, but like on the surface, but on the surface, what they know is they're like, Oh, Oh, I can tolerate Carl now. Yeah. Like I'm not nervous around him anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I think that she should keep asking him. He says no. And then I think there should be a time that they become friends. They become great. And then maybe, yeah, maybe she just settles with the friend zone, which is a beautiful place to be. There's nothing wrong with the friend friend zone. zone. And Um, so she settles in the friend zone, meets someone else and, Starts dating him and then he and sees then he it, sees it and is, and is like, why am I, you know, why am I so mad about this? I don't want her with him. And then he could go around being like, like he can denies it and is like, he's just a bad dude for you. Like I just know it, you know. He seems terrible and he should be like the nicest guy. Ah, no, I don't like that. Like I don't want the nicest guy to. No, I think he should be. He should be. Okay, yeah, he's the nicest guy in the world and he's, he's like perfect like, for her. <laughs> he's like this douchebag. Like he's the worst. I hate him. And she's like, why? I don't get it. Like he's a nice dude. And everyone's like, Carl, I don't get what you're talking about. Like Johnny's good guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then, then, then he realizes, Oh, I understand. I, okay. I know I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. But then in their old selves, um, cause he, he's been pursuing her because he remembers her in some way. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. Maybe she allows him to sit with him at lunch one day. Yeah. Which is actually just a big thing with these. Which is, which is very big for them, yes. Yeah. That, I mean, that is really a huge deal if you know how these these patients, or patients is maybe not the word, how these these people that have Alzheimer's are. Like, this oh, is, yeah. this is uh-huh. huge. huge. To change their, to change their routine, mm-hmm. um, to interact with someone that they don't know, yeah. that's, that's big. It's massive. And I don't know how to... I don't know how to convey that to people that don't understand the way these people are. I mean, maybe people do understand. I mean, people have grandparents. People have. Mm-hmm. We ex- might. Yeah. We might just need a little bit of a set, longer setup or, you know, you know, the beginning part where we explain everything. Like we can show it through her. Um, I don't know. We could do like maybe the scene where it's like just her on the table and. Like it just goes from lunch to lunch to lunch to lunch, like from meal to meal to meal. And she's sitting in the exact same spot, like exact same facial expression, but all around her is changing. And it could show like the importance that what she does stays the same. Like we could do like a few day like scene where it just shows that everything for her has to be like the exact same. You know what I mean? Like it's important that she sticks in her schedule. Yeah, and how little tiny things will, will trigger ruin her. her day. Yeah. We can show yeah. that too. And that the nurse has to calm her to down calm and her stuff down. like this. Yeah. And then when she allows him to sit with her, yeah. It's like huge. It's huge. And you could see like concern on the nurse's faces and they're like, wait a sec. Like, <laughs> and exactly. they, they might start coming to run over and he, she's like, yeah, you can sit with me. And then you could see like the expression on their face. Like this isn't. Yeah. And then that, that week, then we can cut back to them as young when, when Carl accepts her as a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a cool concept. Yeah. I like that a lot. All right. Um, 
should we move on or just refine what we have? Because I feel like like uh, I'm gonna continue writing, and it's shared with you too. So I guess yeah. you can write as well. I think the best thing we do is just to move on. I think like because I think we got a good idea. Because we need to write. We need we to write, need to write, what write we it. Have. And then when looking back at it after, not a while, but, you know, looking back on it, we'll see the things that we miss now that we can't think of. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And then exactly. we'll be like, oh, yeah, that we should switch that out. And then we'll see it. So, yeah, I've rewritten the script that I have right now. I'm still probably going to change things about it. Yeah. But it's already like the eighth version of it. <laughs> right. Oh, fun times. But I, I the version that it is now um, it started existing two days ago. Okay. Very cool. And so what's our next part then? Cause I feel like we got a lot of the first act. So we have, way. so, so we have them, we have their meeting. We have Betty pursuing him, accepting them being friends. I feel like their friendship needs to last a little bit. No, agreed. Like a lot, like they have a beautiful friendship. It doesn't go to romance early. Agreed. agreed. Or even fast at all. Uh huh. But maybe, maybe even Betty's dated a few people and he's dated people too. Yeah. Maybe they help each other with like, they help each other in their relationships. They're like wingmen to each other. Wing yeah. Wing woman. Yeah. And I then, can see some fun scenes with that. Like, and then out of nowhere, like we mentioned, uh, Carl's just really not into this guy, Johnny. What if the reason why is the rest of the guys he knew were temporary. Yes. Deep down. You know what I Johnny's mean? Johnny's the first actual good, good guy, guy that was a real threat to him. Uh -huh. So he, then he's like, then he realized like, but oh. he doesn't know this. He doesn't know that that's why he's been okay with the rest of them. Yeah. But like the rest of the guys he's been dating, you know, I can picture it being like, you know, she's this cute girl in high school. Guys are clearly after her. Um, and she might have, and she's after dudes, you know, and there's probably some douchebags in there, not douchebags. Cause he wouldn't let her go with douchebags, but you know, just, Guys, she knew he knew were going to be, yeah, disposed of. You know, temporary. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, a high yeah, school yeah. relationship. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're, did we want them to be a little older, like meeting after high school? Oh yeah, I, I think for that. Should they be in college, or should we just do it where they're just living? I think they're just young adults. Young adults. Okay, I'm down for young adults. I think that's a good idea. Like you, you like he clearly sees things, and then he finally find like he's a good match for her, and that's when he's like. Wait a sec. I actually don't like this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that that covers a lot of time. It does. That gets a lot of the the B story, like the fun and games, like story beats that we hit. We're like almost to the, I think the midpoint should be that he falls in love. Like that's where we get to the midpoint of our story. Yeah. Because now he's in love with her or notice it. He finally realizes. He finally notices her, not just as a good yeah. friend. He's now, and then that's when we hit our midpoint of the story. Yeah. And it changes. And and the counterpart to them being old, uh, I feel like we get to a point where she... So so her accepting him sitting is a big deal. Mm -hmm. But it eventually gets to a point where him not being there is the problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And one day he's not there. Maybe he, maybe he has like a... I mean, this could be a very emotional moment. Maybe he has like a big like health scare and he's in the hospital for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when she realizes that her friend Carl means more to him than just a lunch buddy mm. or someone to sit with at the activities. Yes. I like it. Yeah. And that's her 
back in the now day present. Okay, that's cool. And so that actually covers up a lot of time when we write all that when we write all that out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, there it's gonna fill up quite a few pages. Uh-huh. With the different stories. So now they're I think they're now early dating. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far we want to see see I feel like the early dating should be a short part of the movie. We should move on to like them being married, them owning a home, them having children. Agreed. Because especially if you want a love story. <laughs> yeah. Especially. Yeah. Cause we need to build up to the fact that these people are in love, are deeply, deeply in love. And even though they can't remember each other, like, so we, a lot, the second half of the movie after they initially start dating and now mm-hmm. we jump and not even jump, but we just move quickly. Yeah. They're now owning a home and well, cause I like it too. Cause it shows children. the three. I think it's the three, uh, the three st- steps of like true love. Cause you have the friendship first. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have the friendship and then you add on top of that, the attraction now, but it's still not true. Lo- and then it shows like, you know, we hit it to their family. You know, they have their kids. They've been through hard times together. And now you have like that true love. You know what I mean? Like we showed like those three steps. Yeah. So the early dating. Yeah. We could show hard times they had in their marriage and then counter it to the some. I don't know what would be a hard time is in their old. They lost in life. bingo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst idea, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, that, think, we'll think That's something things. we can mm-hmm. that will come in in sitting down and actually writing, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're having hard times. And again, like we've said in previous episodes, that is what makes true love is going through things together, working through things together mm-hmm. and coming out on the other side. Um, still caring for that person. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I don't know what's next. What's next. The sad part is they're never, ever going to really remember each other. Right, it's like, like the ending of your name. Yeah, where like you know what I mean. That's a weird example. But. Actually, it's not a weird example. I think it's very much a good example because yeah. they had a previous love story, and if you know the movie Your Name, you know what we're talking about. But they they had that attraction to each other, and they mm-hmm. they started to grow in love with each other, and then they completely forgot it. Yeah, and then when they met each other again. They knew something they was knew, there. They knew each other, but they really didn't know each other. And we can assume that then they grew a relationship together. Yes. But so that new relationship is its own thing. The old one, it's gone. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it doesn't come back. It's not like once they see each other. Oh, oh, I remember my this. memory's back. Yeah. Their memory didn't come back, mm-hmm. but it still exists somewhere. Yeah. I don't want to say like. I don't say this maybe, but like, I I don't know how it works inside that universe, but like that energy, that feeling, you know, they still had like that, like connection with each other, that chemistry, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so when they saw each other, it was still there, whether they knew it or not. And then they grew from it. Like we can assume. assume. And so then I feel like Betty and Carl, they now have a new, it's, it's not the same. It's different. It's new. Yeah. But it's new and they get to die happy again. Uh Uh-huh. And even though they don't remember their happiness before, it still existed and their family can remember it and their daughter can remember it. Mm-hmm. 
But as far as they're concerned, they're happy again. And that's the end. I agree. But they, but I feel like a lot of people or if you watch a lot of like Disney movies or something, you assume the movie's going to end. Oh, they somehow get their memory back. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. They won't get their, it's memory not realistic, back. Uh-huh. but they're going to grow from that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they were compatible in the past and they fell in love in the past, then who says that it's still not there. You know what I mean? It's not like they had a falling out. It was just the, yeah. in your name's example, they lost the memory of each other. Yeah. So, but they just fit together. So it was easy. What a good movie. Easy to fall in love again. (laughs) So, um, I think we'll, we'll stop talking about this, but I do want to bring up, uh, that Michael Myers gave us a message. We did. We totally forgot to bring that up. And I'm kind of glad we did because we stayed on topic today. We, we actually stayed really good on topic for this episode. Um, I'm going to pull it up real quick. So my dad works in, and I asked him for permission to talk about this. And he's like, I think so. I'm pretty sure you can. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it more next episode too. I'm sure. Of course. Like of course. the notes he gave us, but I just want to just give out the example. So, um, James Courtney, James Jude Courtney is his name. He is a stuntman actor and screenwriter. And he was, um, in Detroit for something. And all these planet fitnesses had this competition of who could raise the most money for make a wish. And this branch that my dad works at won. Now my dad works at, I don't think it's where he works at, but he um, works in headquarters. So he's able to go to it. You know what I mean? And so he went to it, the lunch and James Jude Courtney was there. And he is Michael Myers from the trilogy. um, The new one, 2018 Halloween kills and Halloween ends. And if you guys have listened to our slasher movie episodes, this guy's a big deal for us. Yeah. We love him. Like, (laughs) He's one of the greatest. I mean, he's not the original Michael. Yeah. But he does it very well. He does. He might be my favorite Michael. Right, right. And he actually gave the story of how he was casted for it. Um, and we'll talk about that, but he... Next episode. Yeah, but he uh, was at their lunch, and he was kind of answering questions for everybody. And no one was really raising their hands, so my dad, you know, he raised his hand, and he's like, hey, like, you know, my son... Um, he's like, first off, my son loves the Halloweens. (laughs) I've never seen him, but my son adores him. So does his, uh, really good friend, Jack. And they're both actually going into filmmaking. They have this podcast together. They're trying to, you know, make their way out. Um, and just kind of for content for them. And I'm actually want to talk about this real quickly because he purposely got this for us so we could talk about it on the episode. Um, he asked what his four favorite movies were. (laughs) Yeah, actually don't, do you want to say, do you want to do it next one? Or do, should we go into more depth on it next time? Let's save it for next time. Okay. So I won't say what the four movies are, but um, he kind of explains that to them. And then he gave us a lot of, uh, he was giving my dad a lot of things that he should tell us. He's like, tell him to do this. Tell him to go to do that. And at the end, um, my dad took their PR lady to the bathroom because it was somewhere. I it, There was like this story. And so he wasn't able to get in line for pictures and stuff, but he got back in time. And he was like, people are asking for videos. And he's, my dad's like, okay, like this is my shot. And I'm like, hey. And he went up there and talked to him. And he immediately remembered that he was the one with um, his son wanting to be a filmmaker and then as well, Jack. And so he goes, I'd love to give a message to them. And so he pulls out the phone and goes, Carter and Jack. And then he gives the message, um, which should we share it now? Or do you want to share it for the next episode? Um, let's share it now and the next episode. Okay. So I'm um, going to play it over I'm, the speaker. I'm just going to, when, when the message ends, I'm just going to end the episode. Okay. Well, here we go. Carter and Jack. 
So you guys are into movies, huh? James Jude here. I do movies. You guys, and I, and, and I talked to your dad about this, Carter. Um, you persist, man. Do Just never give up. Just do what you're doing and keep doing it. Keep learning, keep growing. Um, I would encourage you to study Joseph Campbell, uh, Power of Myth, Hero of a Thousand Faces. Um, you'll get a lot, a lot of information there. And, um, and then the commitment I made to writing for myself was to always identify a target-rich market demographic. Right. So my coming-of-age soccer film, which I'm working on right now, I'm going to Germany in a couple weeks to meet with um, Bayern Munich. So we're getting you know, professional soccer players, we're getting Adidas behind us. Um, anyways, you know, you guys are into it, never stop. Just keep working, man.